The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, to... um ACB membership focus calls focusing on special interest affiliates this, this this week. And we have, we don't have all of our speakers here, but we do have just a Harvey Deegan ACB radio. And I believe that's the only one that we have. Ray for, Campbell's here for ACB Lions. There's Ray. There's Ray. Thank you, Ray. We have ACBRA and ACB Lions. And we're wanting Kevin Cohen from ACB Students and Pat Sheehan, governmental employees. But first, let us um, get started and and either the other two will come as a panel or Allison will watch for them as attendees. So um, let's start, just jump right in. Okay, I guess I can go first. Um, Harvey, if that's okay with you. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. All right, sir, thank you. All right, well, time... Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a roaring good time. I'm uh, Ray Campbell, president of ACB Lions, the affiliate that roars. And um, and uh, Danette Pat is on the same meeting I was just on, so he's probably on his way. Um, so what, who is ACB Lions and kind of what we do? So ACB Lions, uh, we've been around for, I think it's over 50 years. I think uh, we started back in the... Uh, uh, in the in the 70s, it was in the 70s. Um, we used to be the World Council of Blind Lions and then became the American Council of Blind Lions, and I don't know what year that was. But um, what we do, to put it simply, is our mission really is to encourage people who are blind or visually impaired to get involved with their local Lions clubs. So we welcome members that, uh, whether you're a member of a Lions club currently, whether you're interested in uh, becoming a Lion, and, uh, you know, whether either of those things, you are certainly welcome to join ACB Lions. And I'll get to how to do that in just a little bit. Um, but um, what we do throughout the year, we have a monthly conference call. It's called Come Roar with ACB Lions. It's on the it's on the I first Thursday. The it's on the first Thursday of every month um, at uh, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. The Zoom information is always on the community schedule, and uh, people anyone can join and talk to us. And at that call, we do. We do do a little bit of uh, ACB Alliance business, but we spend a lot of our time sharing, uh, doing club sharing. So members will share what their clubs are doing, what fundraisers they're doing, what service projects they're doing. And that's that's done to help other uh, blind alliance that are on the call not only learn about good fundraising and service project ideas, but also that to help them realize that they can participate in those uh, projects within clubs. Sometimes 
while Lions Club members have great intentions, they don't always recognize the the ways that we can participate in a, a service in a, in a service project or a fundraiser. In case in point, maybe at a fundraiser, you you need people to sell raffle tickets, and you know, generally speaking, there the, the thought might be, well, how could a person who's blind do that? You know, handling money. Well, we've got technology now that can help with that. So um, uh, that's uh, one thing. And, you know, what can you really do on a service project? Well, um, <laughs> maybe you can uh, help count, count eyeglasses or something like that. So there are things that we can do, and we always try to uh, share that with, our, with the people on our call. So we have our conference calls once per month on the first Thursday. Um, the other things that we do, uh, we have two programs that we present during the uh, ACB conference and convention each year. Uh, one is we present, uh, it's called Lessons in Leadership. And that's a program where we invite someone to either from our membership or um, you know, uh, somebody from lines, you know, that's an international director or a past international director or, you know, somebody that's uh, kind of a leader in the community who is a lion to come and share, um, you know, different things about we've had past international directors speak with us. Uh, we have members who have been past district governors and they've spoken to us about uh, doing that, holding that role. People that have been uh, in club presidents and in high office and clubs and how they uh, handle those leadership roles. And um, so um, it tends to run the gamut, but we always try to find somebody that's been in leadership and has a connection to Lions. The other program that we hold during the convention is a reverse club visit. Now, this used to be where our organization, those that wanted to, would travel to a local Lions Club uh, in the area where we're holding the convention when we met strictly in person. But now that we're doing hybrid, and actually this started before we were doing hybrid, we found that it was um, a little easier to just invite local Lions to come to our luncheon and share what the different things that their clubs are doing and um, you know, how many, how they get visually impaired members involved in the clubs and the service projects that they do. And, um, and that now last year we, um, we changed that up just a little bit. We had the executive director of the Lions of Illinois Foundation come and talk with us about the work that the foundation is doing because they were celebrating 50 years last year. So, um, that was, uh, that was a, an opportunity to do that. But, we always invite local lions to come in because then they can meet uh, blind people that are successful and are you know, successfully uh, involving themselves in lions clubs around the country and uh, learn from us. And we can learn from them what they're doing as well. So those are the two programs that we normally do. Um, it's a great organization. There's a lot of opportunities for involvement. Um, we've also tried to do, and we're kind of, you know, and, moving it, it it's not moving as quickly as maybe i'd like it to we have tried to um do some work with lions clubs international foundation around accessibility uh we did submit a resolution that was passed by acb several years ago about the white cane symbol that lions were using at the time and they changed it thanks to our uh resolution 
Um, and we try to work on issues like the Lions website and, um, and some other things like that. So uh, we try to do those kinds of things too. So if all that sounds really exciting and you'd like to be a part of it, that's very easy to do. Uh, our dues are $15 per year. Or if you'd like to become a life member, that's $150. And it's real simple to join. If you'd like to join, you can um, contact our treasurer, Adam Rushable, um, at 897 or 502-897-1472. And um, he can help you get set up. Um, if you would, and he can tell you if you want to pay by check, uh, how to send that in. Otherwise, you can just pay by credit card and get that taken care of right away. So, uh, again, if you'd like to join, we'd love to have you. And uh, come roar with ACB Lions. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ray. I want to ask you a couple questions now. Okay. Um, how long have you been a lion? And are you a local lion? And what keeps you going to ACB Lions? What, what, what's, what keeps you motivated to keep going to well, ACB Lions? Yes. Uh, well, the first question, uh, I am a, uh, in a local Lions club. I'm in the Springfield Noon Lions club here in Springfield, Illinois. Um, actually just was elected as a, as a board of director this past year. I have served in uh, another Lions club uh, when I was living up in Glen Ellen, Illinois. I served three terms as president um, and been on the board and various things like that. So I've had uh, the opportunities to um um, hold a number of leadership roles in in my local Lions club. I haven't gone beyond the club personally yet uh, to the district level or the state level. Uh, that's especially in this area that wouldn't, you get into things like zone chairman and things like that involved. You got to go around, visit clubs. And that would mean I'd have to probably hire a driver and a few things like that. So I just haven't done that yet. Um, what keeps me going in, Lions in general and ACB Lions is the opportunity to help people. And, um, you know, I, I, when I was, when I started working, um, I've been a lion for over, over 30 years. I, I joined in 1989. It's about 35 years. And um, when I started working and became, you know, successful in my job, um, I knew right away that Lions was the first organization I wanted to join because my dad was a lion and the lions did so much for me when I was growing up and, um, I wanted to give that back and, and still do. And, um, so having the chance to, um, do that. And plus what keeps me going too, is that, um, to make sure that, um, you know, that the, 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 my club and lions in general know that, Hey, we're not just people that need their help and their, um, I'll say it, charity. We can be a part of the club, and we can be a part and, and work to help them help others. So yeah. it's kind of. Have you heard of Knights of the Blind, and is it in Chicago where you are? I have heard of it. Um, Bill Scholl, uh, Lion Bill Scholl, has been on our calls, and he has uh, talked with me about, talked with us about that a fair amount. Mm -hmm. And um um, so, um, you know, sent some information about it too. Uh, so we definitely, um, definitely like, to, we like to hear about programs like that. It's really, uh, kind of cool. Um, in, in fact, and I'll just share this nugget, um, that, um, the current international president, uh, Dr. Patty Hill, 
um, actually was one of our speakers at Lessons in Leadership um, a couple of years ago. I think it was in 2021, I think, um, that she spoke with us. So, um, and that's thanks to um, one of our members, past District Governor Mary Lee Turner, who was uh, really uh, helpful in getting her and uh, it was really a great, uh, a great thing. So uh, that's the big thing is we want lions to see our abilities, not our disabilities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and I think, I think, Jeanette, that the more of us who are blind or visually impaired that join Lions Clubs and not just join to go to the dinner meetings and, and, and go to all the, you know, and, and go and go and and go and sit around at the fundraisers and stuff. We need to be active, and we need you. You, you know, we got it's a little bit of self advocacy. You have to. They, while they are in a club and an organization that is there to help uh, blind and visually impaired people in various ways, many of them probably never met a blind person before. And um, I think if we can show them and that we are, you know able and willing to help in fundraisers and service projects, I think it's all the better. Mm -hmm. Good, 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 good. Thank you. You are welcome, and I'll stay around for the Q&A. Okay, good, good, good. Artist, do you have any more questions for Ray Campbell? I just thought I would throw that out there. Um, yes, I. Uh, do you have a website, and do you have an email list? Um, we do have a well. We we do the only website that we have is on the ACB affiliates page. We do have a, a web page there. Um, the as far as an email list, we've actually got two of them. Um, we do have a members only email list where we. So if you become an ACB Lions member, you'll be put on that. Um, and we do have a. Um, a, a general list for anybody interested in lions. And I don't remember if you can self subscribe to that. So what I would suggest if you're interested is to contact uh, Adam at the phone number I gave earlier. And um, he can tell you whether or not, um, you know, he, they can help you get on that list. Even if you're just interested in learning more about uh, lions and lionism. Cool. 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 Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Harvey, how about you? And if you, if you want to do it like Ray did it, go, just go through all the questions, or if you want me to ask the questions, what, however you would like. Go ahead. Okay, well, uh, I am president of ACB Radio Amateurs. That's the name of our affiliate, ACBRA for short. <clears throat> I don't um, remember when the affiliate started. I don't believe I was in ACB then, but... Um, we are primarily amateur radio people. Uh, you do not have to have a ham license to be a member of the affiliate. All you have to have is an interest in amateur radio. And uh, we would be glad to have you join us. We offer a once a month conference call the second Sunday of every month at 9 p.m. And... Uh, we discuss different things. We we do some affiliate business, and we have kind of a rag chew, which is what ham operators uh, call just a general informal chat. And we discuss technology and equipment and access to equipment and so forth. And 
that call is open to all ACB members. Uh, we started that, I guess, about a year ago to open it to all of the ACB members. We have the ACBRA Reflector, which is our email list. Now, that one is open to members only. Uh, so you have to be a member of ACB Radio Amateurs to be subscribed to that list. Uh, our dues are, <coughs> excuse me, our dues are $10 per year. And uh, Mike Duke of Jackson, Mississippi, K5XU, <coughs> excuse me, he is our treasurer. You can send your dues to him or you can pay through PayPal. Uh, ACB Radio Amateurs, I believe, is the uh, address you use to submit dues through PayPal. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, his address is 5126 Parkway Drive, Jackson, Mississippi, but uh, I don't have the zip code in front of me. I can... I'll, I'll try to look it up right quick and give it to you later. But um, you can uh, use either of those methods to pay your dues. And we, of course, have our annual business meeting. Generally, now there are a few weeks before the convention. And sometimes we do a program presentation during convention week, during the in-person convention week, which is usually a hybrid presentation. Now, this year we couldn't do that, so we we did the program at our August conference call, and we opened that one to all hams, whether they were ACB members or not, because it was especially interesting. And uh, we would encourage anyone who is interested in the hobby to please join us and uh, become a part of our affiliate. Uh, we're trying to right now we're in the process of revising our constitution uh, to make it comply more with the current national constitution so uh, that is being worked on uh, we used to as a fundraiser we used to raffle off uh, a handheld amateur radio but we haven't done that for the past couple of years because of logistical issues. I hope we can bring that back at some point. And incidentally, uh, Ray Campbell was a past winner of that raffle. Oh, wow. Congrats. Um, yeah. Because he himself is a ham. I forget his call, but maybe he'll give it to us. Some. Uh -huh. But um, anyway, uh, we hope that you'll seriously consider joining our affiliate uh, especially if you're interested in amateur radio or radio in general or technology, whatever you uh, strikes your fancy in that uh, field, we'd be very glad to have you. So thank you very much. So I want to ask you a couple of questions too, Harvey. Okay. Um, how long have you been an, an amateur radio handler and what keeps you coming back to what, 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 what makes you smile what, what makes you keep coming back to that? Well, I've got my amateur license back in 1984. Wow. And uh, I first was a novice for a couple of months, then upgraded to a technician. And I am now a general. Huh? Now, those some of those licenses have since been eliminated. There are only three classes of license now, the technician, 
the general and the extra. That's the current ones. Code is no longer a requirement to get an amateur license, although a lot of people still learn it and are very fond of it. So uh, I guess I like the contact with other hams and uh, being able to communicate with people around the world, especially with the modern technologies we have like Echolink, which is done through the internet and uh, mm -hmm. other things. That's really opened some doors that were not previously open to us. And uh, I've just had an interest in radio all my life. And in mm -hmm. fact, I was in broadcasting for a, quite a few years. So, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I guess that's what uh, does it for me and keeps me interested. Awesome. Plus, I put in a lot of work to get my licenses, and I'm not just going to let them expire without <laughs> doing them. Yeah. And also, one more thing, maybe you've already said this, is there a website? I think it's acbhams.org, but I haven't been up there myself lately. It's sort of been inactive. Our webmaster was Robert Rogers, and his health has not been very good, unfortunately. So uh, we're trying to get that going again. Mm -hmm. Do you have a newsletter? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Do you no, have a newsletter? We, we don't have a newsletter at this time, just the reflector email list. And we do not offer a life membership at this time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Harvey. You're now welcome. I do see that Pat Sheehan, Governmental Affairs is here. Welcome, Pat. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. It's good to be here. And I think I have Liz Botner with her hand raised. I don't know if you guys can promote her um, as a panelist. Sure, I'll be glad to. Okay, thank you so much. That's great. Mm -hmm. So, Pat, let me ask you something before she gets sure. here. Mm -hmm. What keeps you going to governmental affairs? What What makes you support them and smile about them and 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 be involved with governmental affairs? A well, great question. Uh, I've been in the federal government now for forty seven years, so. Um, uh, I have, you know, I, I join, I, I stay with the federal government because I like to uh, see what I can do to level the playing field for people with disabilities. Uh, I work at Department of Veterans Affairs currently as the Section 508 coordinator. But the, the point of that job is to ensure that websites, um, documents, um, applications, forms that people need to fill out on the web are usable by uh, disabled people, particularly blind veterans and that sort of thing, or blind people need to use that. So uh, I've been doing it for quite a long time, uh, have a pretty successful program, and uh, just enjoy trying to make a, different, a difference in people's lives. And um, it's, you know, federal government- How long have you been involved career. in governmental affairs? Oh, I have been involved with them uh, for probably about 10 years now, I'd say, mm -hmm. uh, to, to uh, various degrees. Uh, I am the president of uh, ACBGE. Liz, you want to say hi? She's my vice president. And okay. Th and a big thanks to Liz for uh, this call got past me. And so she reminded me that we needed to be on tonight. So, Liz, yes. 
Thank you for answering my, my little questions. Thank you. No, they're, they're very good questions. Welcome, yeah. Liz. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, uh, I'm Liz. I am the current government employees, vice ACB government employees vice president. I am also uh, chair of membership outreach. And so I am very glad to be here. And you work for who? I work for uh, the Library of Congress, the National Library Service. Previous to that, I was actually a federal contractor with the VA in section doing fi Section 508 work. And previous to that, I was a blind rehab specialist. Uh, and that work was with the Veterans Administration as a contractor. And previous to that, I was a veteran. I was a full-time employee as a blind rehab specialist in two different VA medical centers. Mm -hmm. So how do you want, do you want me to go through our list of questions or do you want to do answer the questions just all at once? Well, how would you I like to do this? Yeah, I don't mind you going through your list of questions so that we can make sure that we get everything okay. answered. And I didn't hear them, so I would appreciate okay. you. <laughs> you it's okay. I got you covered. I got them right here. Fantastic. Okay. What is the purpose and benefits of your affiliate? I think the purpose and the benefit of ACBGE is to um, assist individuals in the federal government uh, with, with trying to make their lives easier, either by helping them to get the resources they need if it's a reasonable accommodation, or by trying to understand what is going on, let's say, in their particular federal agency uh, so that they can be productive. Uh, productive individuals, let's say, in the government, and so that they get their work done and know that they're probably not the first person to run across the different issues that they have. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is what we run across is that a lot of people say, well, I don't work for the federal government. So, you know, does any of this stuff apply to me as far as what you do in the government, uh, accessibility, section 508, and all that sort of thing. And uh, recently, uh, one of the activities that we performed was to comment on the uh, notice of public rulemaking uh, under the ADA that is going to affect state and local governments. So whatever we're working on with accessible websites, uh, making PDF doc documents accessible, filling out accessible forms, all of that that we've been struggling with in the federal sector Mm -hmm. is now going to apply to state and local governments. So that's going to be a huge change there. And so it's a little part of that would be then helping people understand that accessibility really uh, is, is applies to not only the federal, but state and local government. And that's going to open mm -hmm. up a, awesome. a lot of questions and a lot of information. Where do I get this? And what does this mean? And what tools can I use to um, can I use to ensure that this thing is accessible? All of that we've been doing for twenty years, let's say, in the federal government. So we have a track record. Uh, teaching the states and local uh, municipalities how to do that is going to be a challenge. But the, mm -hmm. the benefit for people, let's say, at the state and local level, is that if there are AT user, Zoom Text, Fusion, um, JAWS particularly, 
they will be very useful to these entities if they want to do some contract work, get get jobs, because they're going to be needed. Their skill set, although they don't know it, is very valuable within um, the state and local governments. They'll be crying for talent. Mm -hmm. Liz, do you have anything to add? I, I do. Um, I have two things to add, one of which is that our affiliate it maybe sometimes thought that our affiliate is only for federal employees. It is absolutely not. It is also for state and local government employees. And so I just, I want to kind of quell that misconception as it were, and, and to point that out. And mm -hmm. also just to kind of agree with Pat that, yeah, our, it, we're, the, our, our affiliate is important because whether you are in state, local, or federal government, there are so many different avenues that are specific to your agency, your department, your whatever that you may need help navigating. I mean, there's it, there's the different, uh, and it's it can change with agency. So what is done at, at the Veterans Administration for reasonable accommodations may not be the same process that's done at the Library of Congress for reasonable accommodations. They both have processes, but they're different. And so it's navigating that and it's helping people realize that no, there are people who have, have blazed trails before you and you're not the only person who is doing this. And because it can sometimes be a very lonely thing when you're in your job in government thinking, who can I turn to? And GE can be that place for any any government worker, be you state, local, or federal. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, just a sec. Sorry, phone was talking, but it's done. So we're going to go on to the next question. What do you offer? Monthly calls, email lists, newsletters? Well, we do have monthly calls. Um, our monthly calls are on the last Sunday of the month. Uh, got myself in trouble this month because I said it was the fourth Sunday, not realizing that October had five Sundays. Uh, <laughs> eight o'clock, eight o'clock Eastern. Eight to nine o'clock, uh, and we are certainly happy to have um, people join our call. Uh, we're really starting up again, so I've heard uh, uh, Ray and Harvey also say uh, we are looking to get our website reconstituted. That needs work. Uh, Liz, we do have an email list which you are managing. You want to talk about that? We do have an email list, yes, which I am managing. However, I do not believe that that email list is publicly available in terms of its information. We may want to fix that. Uh, but I don't think that it is on the main ACB list page for whatever reason that may be. Uh, and so I would say that the easiest way potentially to find us is on the ACB affiliates, special affiliate interest affiliates page. Uh, Pat's contact information is listed there as president. Uh, so if anyone wanted to get connected to the email list, you could contact Pat and he could then send that to me and I could make it happen for you. Okay. So you have any <laughs> and, how, and dues are how much less for people that are just joining? Dues are $15 a year. Except we are sponsoring people the first year okay. on doing that. So if anyone wants to join, AC, ACBGE because we're new and we're kind of, well, we're being reconstituted uh, and need the membership. I have agreed to sponsor people the mm -hmm. first first year so we can get our membership okay. up. 
Do you have a news line or even do you have any community calls during the month? Uh, the we have, schedule? Yeah, we have not done any community calls yet. We, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we were just, we talked about that uh, in September. We are going to get together, we think, with the employment uh, committee and talk to them about uh, doing a joint call today. So, you know, that has been something that, um, uh, that Deb Cook Lewis has said is a good way to get, get the, the word out there uh, okay. as to who we are, what we do, and why we do mm -hmm. it. And then ask, you know, if you would like to join. The other thing that's interesting, Liz, you mentioned something that, that I think is worthwhile. Um, even if you're talking about accessibility and you are a member of the general public, uh, the websites, particularly being able to access the information on the websites, any forums, uh, a mobile uh, access to any of the websites to the general public, all of that should be made accessible. So not only, you know, if it's state and local, yes, it should be made accessible. Same thing with uh, on, on the federal sites. If people are having problems, uh, they need to complain so that we can take action. And, uh, and 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 fix the things that are broken. We don't know everything that's broken, so we have to hear from the public sometimes to let us know that we could do a, a better job with A, B, C, D, or E. Uh, whether and and of course we can apply that also now to state and local governments too, particularly since they will have, um, you know, in the in the past they. They adopt many of the states adopted five, uh, the the technical standards under Section 508, but now they're going to be held accountable for ensuring that those that, that those standards are going to be implemented. That's a whole different ballgame. So it'll be uh, a, a new game, really, for the states and special uh, and and municipalities that need to come up to speed on what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Do you have a news line? A newsletter? A newsletter, or, yeah. Mm -hmm. We at this time do not, but that is mm -hmm. certainly something that should members think that we should have that in the future. We absolutely could, but not at this time. Mm -hmm. We are working also uh, to get some uh, um, contractors. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got some pretty good leads out there. We want to take a look at um, uh, you know, getting our website uh, modernized, uh, ability to do a lot more than, than you know, we've We've had it in the past. We really haven't done too much over the last three or four years. So we want to get that revamped and revitalized. Good. Mm -hmm. So another question, what makes your governmental affairs affiliate unique? Well, I think, the, you know, the specialization, I think, is important. Whether the focus is going to be on the federal government or you're looking at state and local, you're looking at not only the IT portion of it, the information. Uh, you know, it also spans the process of uh, things like audio description uh, applies to uh, to, the, to YouTube videos that are out there. Um, same thing is going to be true with the state and local. Where do you, and, and where do you get those resources to make the IT accessible? But then you've also got the whole other area of reasonable accommodations. Um, you know, how are they, what, what is a reasonable accommodation? How has it gotten? What should it be doing? What happens when you don't, um, when your reasonable accommodation 
uh, JAWS, let's say, or, or Fusion. It doesn't work with your uh, access technology, with your, with your program you're trying to work with. What do you go to? What do you do? How do you, how do you handle that? All of those things are important. Even things like retirement. Um, all of those questions for folks that are retiring from the federal government. Uh, and then what do you do after retirement? You know, do you go, what do you do, you know, and how do you manage your retirement and how can you change what you're doing in retirement as far as funding from o, OPM and, and that sort of thing. All of those things are fair game, really, <clears throat> whether you, whether it's going to be state or local or um, federal agencies. So there's a, an awful lot going on there. Certainly there is, lately there has been special emphasis on the federal government and what they're doing and how well they're doing it. So we, we work to promote those kinds of things moving forward. And it's everything from, you know, as I said, websites to making kiosks accessible to audio description, let's say on, on, uh, on, on films, making sure, for instance, you know, uh, as happened, what was it, two, three years, three years ago, that the uh, COVID tests were made accessible um and that was you know we had a That's gentleman yeah. who uh who, who i worked with and and he's from nih and he happened to know the people because he is a 508 coordinator at nih he happened to know the people that were developing the test kits and so he made the introduction um to uh, gary Moore is his name he made the introduction to uh, to Dan Spoon, Kim Charlson, a couple other people. And the next thing you know, they were running off to the races with these people. Uh, and they helped develop not only the accessibility of the COVID kits, but, uh, you know, and, and brought a process forward so that uh, they were then talking to industry and making sure that the techniques that they used in this particular instance um, Work for not only for COVID, but for other types of tests that you needed to have sight for that now you don't need to have sight to be able to do. And so it's a matter sometimes of bringing A and B and C together so that NIH didn't know what they were doing wrong, but ACB did. But we didn't have a point of contact until, uh, you know, Gary happened to say he knew some of the people and off they went. Uh, and what was interesting is you know, Eric Bridges was there, and Dan Spoon was there, and Gary was totally overwhelmed to be talking to the executive director and president of ACB because they were just very interested in what Gary had to say. And it just took that introduction. Here we are. Right. Liz, do you have anything, Dan? No. I mean, I think okay. Pat said most well, of what I would have said. Liz, you're, you're being very modest. <laughs> because if there's one thing that people love much more than, let's say, Department of Veterans Affairs, it's Library of Congress. Mm -hmm. What they do and how they do it, how they bring people in and access to mm -hmm. the books, access to the, you know, access to the equipment and all of that stuff. Bard, I mean, that's just. Well, critical. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's critical. So. And it, that, it, that does have a very, very broad federal foothold, uh, which I am very much learning in my role as assistive technology specialist at NLS. Uh, but it's it takes a village and, you know, the different agencies have different 
uh, you know, needs. And but we all have a collective need, and it's the beauty of making those connections and figuring out how to solve a collective need for audio description or accessible COVID tests. Or, or making books accessible. When I lost my vision, yeah. first two things that somebody said to me is, one, you need cane travel skills. Okay, get got those. And the second is you need your books. And that's what the Library of Congress gives us. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, you're, you're, you're fulfilling two of those needs. Right, right. The last question on the list, and I think you may have already answered this, what are the dues and how can they pay dues? Liz, our dues are? The dues are currently $15 uh, for a year. Mm -hmm. Is there a lifetime membership? We don't have a lifetime membership. Um, We need to, actually, we're updating our, our constitutional bylaws, so I I don't believe we had one, but that's something we're discussing. Uh, if anyone wants to join ACBGE, uh, they can get in touch with me. I I uh, send them over to, to Liz, who is working with them, our membership, making sure that is all straightened out. And uh, I will uh, pay for their first years of dues with ACBGE. So we're getting a lot of members in under that proposal. I'm very happy to have the diversity in the group that we have and uh so we'll be doing that for a bit and um so we can grow our group and then we'll see so liz i will ask you a couple extra questions that i've already asked pat is how long have you been involved with governmental affairs and and are you involved locally and what keeps you coming back to governmental affairs Uh, so i've been involved with government employees since oh my gosh i Time blends, everyone. Um, <laughs> I, at maybe at least a year, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was last year that I, mm-hmm. 2022, that I started, sometime mm-hmm. in 2022, possibly, um, that I started to get involved. Uh, I was definitely involved over the summer because I was our our delegate at, at the convention. Um, and what keeps me coming back, or what was the second part of that? I'm sorry. Are you involved in a local affiliate or lo- local organization with governmental employees and? And what keeps um, it coming back? Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't have our, our affiliate does not have local chapters, uh, but I, in my career, I guess I am involved nationally, if that makes sense. Uh, but, um, and, you know, technically locally, I suppose, in dealing with uh, and interacting with network libraries and things like that but uh our chapter doesn't our affiliate does not have local chapters um and then what keeps me coming back is it takes a village and it will take a village to advocate for you know better things in better accessibility in government be it state local or federal uh, in terms of access not just in terms of access with tech to technology but in terms of access to just processes, paperwork, Uh, and like Pat was saying, the kiosks, and I think he was referring to those kiosks at the VA medical centers where veterans can check into their appointments. Mm -hmm. If someone is blind or has low vision, they can't use those. Uh, The technology is the same technology we see in shopping centers, Mm -hmm. uh, at McDonald's. uh, At airports. 
Um, so we have work to do, and I want to help do it and make change. Awesome. All right, right on. Artist, do you have any questions for Pat and Liz? Okay, maybe not. Allison, has the fourth person from ACB students come? No, I have not seen Kevin. I'm okay. wondering. Okay. So I guess we can do raised hands now. If anybody has any questions for ACB Lions, ACB Governmental Employees, or the last one, ACB Radio Amateurs, raise your hand and Allison will call on you. Uh, Jeanette, I did not have anything in additional. You covered it well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew I'd hear that voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we do have a raised hand. And before we take it, I need to let you know that we have 15 minutes until the top of the hour. So thank you. Okay, Elizabeth, you may unmute and talk. Yeah. Hi. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. I just came from the employment committee call. And besides the employment committee, there were four, maybe four participants at most on the call. And it was at 8.30 in the evening, of course. But I've been on employment calls that were at noon and at two o'clock in the afternoon. And we, you get four or five, you know, if you get 10, you've got a lot of people. So um, I heard Pat talk about the employment committee wanting to speak with ACB uh, government employees, which I think is, is a really good networking opportunity. I was suggesting during the employment call that one way to encourage blind people to get into the workforce might be to provide an ACB Zoom call structure such as the Braille Together and Braille Room model where people can do a larger call on various topics, like maybe how to find government jobs in a bigger thing and then go into breakout rooms and discuss their own personal or work on their own personal um, uh, developmental needs with an appropriate mentor. But my real concern is, Pat, when you're speaking with ACB employment, how to encourage people to even um, attempt to go to work for federal, state, and local government, and how to perceive it as an opportunity, and how to understand that it's another option besides the private sector, mm -hmm. and that unlike, even though there are discriminatory issues, they may not hopefully be as blatant, but if we're only getting a few people showing up on how do I go to work calls, um, that is concerning to me, and I started my work career doing an internship for the federal government, which eventually gave me a leg up when I went to work in my, my career, which went on for 30 years. And I've sort of, I'm done, but I, I do hope we can work out a structure to encourage some of these younger folks to understand that being employed at any level is, is valuable. And, and if we can get them at least off of SSI and onto SSDI, we will have performed um, a valuable service. And I know Liz Botner is involved with Penny Forward and other things that will give people a sense of what is available out there. So thank you. And I'll know. I, yeah, I think that that would be an excellent idea. I really would like to get get together with them. And I think a community call would be excellent. I, I look at their announcements as, as Peter 
all shows uh, puts them out all the time, and I think that's important. I also think sometimes, you know, that if you're looking at federal government, they could feel overwhelming. What can I do with the federal government? Well, there's, you know, lots of folks have lots of skill sets already, particularly if they wanted to get into the IT arena and use their skills for navigating the web that they already have. That's something that's going to be up and coming. But certainly, I think, uh, you know, talking to them about you know the opportunities and how they can meet those opportunities is good. The money is excellent. Uh, it's good, steady work. Um, and, uh, you know, it, really, we haven't had layoffs in a while. We've had shutdowns, right? But, but no layoffs. But, you know, so our subject. Been, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> been, but it has been a rewarding. I had to. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a rewarding career. I, I agree with you that, you know, being able to retire with a good income is, is healthy. And uh, now with people doing more work at home, uh, teleworking and, and working remotely, you know, you, you're taking away the transportation issue for a lot of people. And so uh, they're looking for, uh, you know, looking for qualified people to work. They, we don't certainly have enough in the federal government. And now they're getting more creative and letting more people work from home. Uh, and more telework. So makes life a little bit easier, particularly when you can use your own equipment at home to do that kind of work that uh, you're doing all the time and they get, can get paid for by somebody else. So we will investigate that. It's one of the uh, things that we talked about during this year. Thank you. Um, any more hands, Allison? Not at this time, Danette. Any, anybody oh, in Clubhouse? Apparently, Bill um, doesn't have her hand raised at the moment, okay. so so apparently okay. not. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I have any questions? I do. Oh, the audio now unmuted. Uh, yes, this is Harvey. I would like to give out my contact information and anyone who would be interested in uh, more information about ACB Radio Amateurs, okay. you can email me and then I will send you Mike Duke's contact information because I think I gave you all of his contact info. It might be a bit much to take down, but my email address is harvey.hagey. That's H-A-R-V-E-Y, like the rabbit or the hurricane, whatever, dot hagey, H e-a-g-y at gmail.com you can uh, email me and uh, I will see that you get all the information as to how to join okay um thank you Harvey Ray you want to make any closing comments um sure I'll just uh <laughs> like to thank um I'd like to thank the membership committee for um, a lot for giving us this opportunity. Uh, I think sometimes, um, well, I think many people know that the special interest affiliates are out there and doing good work. Uh, sometimes, you know, people just aren't sure, you know, if, 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 if a given special interest affiliate for them and, you know, or, or not. And I, I think that it's just important that, um, we, you know, 
one of the great things about ACB is its special interest affiliates and um, whether whatever interest you have or, you know, kinds of things you're, you, you want to get involved with, why, you know, there's probably an affiliate for you. And, you know, we certainly <clears throat> in ACB Lions, um, if you're interested in Lionism, we'd like to have you. And we, we encourage you to come to our conference calls. Our next one will be Feb uh, n November 2nd. And again, as I said earlier, it'll be on the community schedule. So uh, please stop by and, uh, you know, we welcome everybody and listen in and see what you think. And we'll go from there. But uh, thank you, Membership Committee, for the opportunity. Thank you, Ray. So, Harvey, I don't think that I asked you, does ACB Radio Amateurs have anything on the community um, schedule monthly? All the audio uh yes we do when our conference call comes up which is the second sunday of the month it is on the weekend uh call schedule for that weekend mm -hmm. thank you um pat and liz <clears throat> any closing comments well i'll just echo ray and say you know we appreciate uh you reaching out to us uh it's it's important for us to be able to let people know who we are, how we ex you know why we exist, and ba and more more important how we can help them get answers to some of the questions that they have. Mm -hmm. So we invite uh, folks who would like to join us to uh, stop by our calls the last Sunday of the month from eight to nine, and uh, or send us emails, uh, get in touch with me through uh, ACB uh, website. Mm -hmm. uh, pat.sheehan1 at verizon.net is my email and uh, we'll get you connected through ACBG and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Liz, anything to add? Uh, just echoing what Pat said, thank you to the membership committee. It takes a village and we know that there are people out there who need us and you know, want to help us. We just don't know who they are and so I hope that this helps bring more people to us. Right. It, Thank it, you. It's about networking. And ACB Membership Committee does this twice per year. And, you know, I just have one thing to say. It's the members of ACB that are going to make a difference in in their in lifestyle of a, of a blind person, in lifestyle of anybody. And artists, any closing comments? Yes, I agree with you, Jeanette. It it takes all of us to work together. And I think the more we uh, promote um, both the special interest affiliates and um, ACB in general to our friends and colleagues, uh, then the more participation we'll get and the more lively and uh, effective we'll all be together, both in advocacy and in our personal lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just want to encourage people to find what, what, a special interest affiliate to get involved with, whether it be diabetics or ACB Radio Alliance or whatever it be, and f find find where you can connect and share your story and make the difference. There you go. And if there are any more questions from the attendees, Allison. We'll raise hands at the moment, Danette, and we are no. at five minutes till, so. No oh, well, we did good. I'm impressed. Oh, we did. <laughs> well done. Yes, well done. 
and wow. and find and if you like find multiple special interest affiliates mm -hmm. heck i'm a member of like six of them so absolutely if you don't know what one you want find someone to help you find one because there is something out there for you to get involved in should you want yeah. to yes for sure for Sure. And I want to thank everybody for coming, all the speakers with ACB Lions, government employees, and ACB Radio Amateurs. Thank you all for, for coming and the attendees and Allison for hosting and Bell for streaming and connecting and artists just for chairing the committee. Yes. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having us. Thank we you for having us. Good night, everyone.